Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. So, Casey's making our second salad of the day today. Something like a salad, pasta salad with uh, chicken and broccoli, but we ha also had one earlier uh, with dalma. Dude, planted some plants. Actually putting the plants in the ground, I guess, is kind of, is a big, most important part. Because if you're successful, they'll continue to grow, and then you've committed. It's almost less of a big deal if the plant dies right away, from our experience. But exciting nonetheless, because it is adding a lot of color. Uh, okay, here's one thing we added. Um, basket, red basket, creeping... Dude, that kills me. I really can't remember any plant name. I know that we have some penstemon. Is it a hummingbird Might have had hummingbird in the name. It was very delicate. Anyway, there was a purple one that was tall. <laughs> I cannot remember the name of plants to save my life. I kept all the tags near them. There's a grasshopper on one. Anyway, pops of color. Different things are blooming since we've put them down, which is kind of exciting. We aimed for uh, late summer blooming things or bloom, you know, that's what you should aim for. Things that are going to bloom shortly. But the one, yeah, like kind of fell apart. It, like five flowers fell off of it while I was transplanting it. But uh, I just left them on the ground around it. That's the natural thing to do. Preserve it for the animals. Um, no, and then also things get kind of root-bound. Nothing was that bad. There was one planter, or one that was, I guess, a three-and-a-half-inch tray. You know, it was a, a, between a starter and like a one-gallon or whatever, one quart. Um where the roots had like tied themselves together outside of the pot. We should have noticed that maybe at the place, but what are you gonna do, right? I just tear them apart. And I tried to really be rough with the roots. I mean, you're not supposed to if it's a uh, tap root, but how am I supposed to tell, you know? I, you got to do what you got to do. And then I also break them up, rough them up, rip them apart, and then plant it. Um, with a little bit of compost. And I plant them high. We've got four inches, I think an F-150 Lightning, maybe not. I, we've got like four inches of mulch in this whole bed. With what was pretty much dying grass beneath it. Who knows what will happen there. I think we're going to be good. We've had some success with deep mulch in the past. But um, when you get down to a plant, you can't have that deep of mulch right up to the stem. You'll get root rot or whatever. I also have been planting high to compensate for that. So I'll leave like an inch of what was in the pot with the plant above ground 
and then I'll taper kind of sharply, almost like a bowl, the mulch down to it. And I've just got to be mindful of like if it rains or if the watering like breaks that too bad, like I've got to pull it back and expose the root ball consciously as the mulch naturally compacts over time, wears and does its job, I guess. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I really soaked things in and now I think we have only four things left to plant. We have three fescue grasses, a little tiny, a little tiny thing, <laughs> a little tiny thing, and the, the tree, the weeping baby blue. Well, it's, that, that's all exciting stuff. You, and by the way, you should give things time in the pot before you put them in the ground. That's to plan, to see if you like where it goes, and also to get it prepped before you traumatize it and rip it apart and shove it in the ground. Give it a little, you know, two days notice of what the uh, its new relation to the sun is. I think that's important. New air. Heavy watering. There goes a crazy station wagon. So while I was finishing, we got several comments today. I talked to the one neighbor all about it, showed it to him or whatever. I guess technically two of them, I get, you know, you know how it goes. And then a lady with her dog really stopped by and talked about it with me, you know, whatever it was. I showed her one of the tags to one of the pensaments and told her a hummingbird came to it. I think that's when people compliment it, they go, oh, thank you. The hummingbirds really like it. How can you go against that? I feel like hummingbirds are so prized. That if they're coming around, licking on some plants, if we can help them out at all, that no one should dislike that. Anyway. And then a lady like pulled over in her car with the window down or like stopped in the street driving. It was like, it looks great. I was like, oh, thank you, you know. And there was a car behind her, so it didn't go very long. But like Casey was saying, she had another neighbor say to her they really like the mulch. I think that's kind of interesting because I don't think that much of mulch. I think it's a necessary thing. It is what it is. It's interesting that people like it. Whatever. Yeah, it's crazy to look across at that neighbor's Russian sage, which we saw on the other side from the other perspective today, and how differently it looks like over there at the top of their little mound versus when you're standing uh, in line with it. It looks like a much larger plant when you're standing in line with it, I guess. And we also kind of talked about, fantasized, I guess, m myself about quick screens for the street. I think it's so amazing that now it, it really does add like something more than a picture frame to a window. When you look out and you see 
depth of stuff you like, right? It's a view. And I'm like comparing, for instance, the two big windows here in front of me. I look to the left one, and they're, they're twin windows. But I look out the left one right now, and the bottom third of it is the street. And the very middle sixth of it above that is a sidewalk, kind of obfuscated by a tree and the driveway. But then I look out the right window and there's the top of a juniper blocking the street from that window right now. So all I see is other stuff. And then there is a driveway over there, but whatever. It's just a line at this point because of the perspective. And then when a car just drives by in the left window, I see the whole car in the right window. I just see the top half of the car again because of the juniper. So I don't know. I think about stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, looking out this left window, I mean, in this one part of our yard, we do have a great space for like an evergreen tree someday that would block this like whole street perpendicular to us. But that is kind of our longest view. In another way, though, it's like the longest view that people can see in here. There they go, the blinds. That's what that sound is. I'm losing the view as we speak because the blinds are closing. Anyway, the new garden, when you look out the three windows, you can see the garden from different angles. You're like, oh, yeah, nice. That is an improvement. So that's addicting. People know. People know it's addicting. I think about those stuff that like Casey and I have decided over time that evergreen means a lot to us, especially here, especially for privacy. So that rules out like a lot of stuff that grows fast. So it goes. Xeric and low water means a lot to us. So that also rules out a lot of stuff that grows fast and big. So you're kind of left with like junipers, spruces, cedars, I guess. Other people grow like these ridiculous giant trees that like tower over their house and I feel and are all they're all worried about them killing them, falling over them and killing them while they sleep during a spring snowstorm. And the real the reality of it is that people stop here so often like they are currently. I'm watching them out the window because their dogs pee or poop or sniff here so heavily. And I've noticed that. I've always been a little, you know, put off by that when there's someone standing in your yard because their dog is 10 feet in your yard taking a poop. So they are just standing there with their hands on their hips. Like, I'm fine with the dog peeing or pooping. It's just like the weirdness when I come up the stairs and I, like, am standing in a giant window exposed to someone with their hands on their hips while their dog poops. It's a little awkward. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I guess the evergreen is cool for that. There's, I don't know, even if it was like a, a slight screen, it doesn't need to be a, a total blocking wall. Bushes, shrubs. There's plenty of options. This grass, I think, is like evergreen enough. The tall grasses here. Because you don't cut them until spring the next year. You cut them once a year. And as a result, 
you know, they get really they get really big and stay anyway. We'll see. We have four four of them total in this back garden. We've got three together of a kind of smaller grass and then one really big grass. And it's it's getting going now. I'm a little skeptical that it's going to grow big this year. I think it's just going to take a year to get rooted. But I could definitely see how next year it's going to be like a giant thing. I could believe that. Same with this morning glory. I'm looking at this pile of morning glory that we grew from seeds. So it was a baby. I mean, seeds are like pre-babies even. Seeds aren't even babies. And then we saw them become babies. And now I look out and it's like, dude, that's a pile of like a vine thing with a vengeance. That pile of vengeance is pissed and it's coming to grow. That's what I see when I look at that. And it's dark. And then I realized it's a cousin of bindweed, which was our sworn enemy. What made us resort to chemical warfare in this gardening war. So that's kind of ironic and a little troublesome. Um, yeah, we had a, one, a talk with that one neighbor about Russian sage. Where he was like, oh, it's so invasive, you know, you got to watch out. And it's like, you know, sometimes you want that. Sometimes you want an aggressively spreading plant. If you have the space or depending on the scale. If it's something that you can just weed eat back, who cares? We're really deeply discussing, and you can look it up if you so choose. You can look it up. Uh, Time Leaf Veronica Speedwell. Time Leaf Veronica Speedwell. It, it, and it's like a, a supposedly xeric, low, creeping, flowering, no mow turf alternative. And that would be really cool for like in between flagstones. That's how most people tend to use it, I guess. And we've got an area that we're looking at trying to do that with to introduce some color during the year, but also, you know, a walkway. And I think, Casey, that would be perfect. Even if we had different species of it. Anyway. Sounds like the second salad is about to be done, and I've got to go to the bathroom before I eat. So, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.